0: here with UT Arlington College faculty advisor, Lance Legus. Howdy. How we doing? I'm your host, Sully, and we're here to just kind of go through a, another just tour de force on the meat and potatoes of what makes this college radio station tick. Sounds good. All right. It's interesting how college radio is kind of one of those things you could introduce to just about anybody, even if you're not in your car. Just it's kind of easier to talk about from word of mouth to also just allowing just independent people to play their music some days how did you come into the fold of it
1: uh you mean how did I get to to this station here well I was a I was a news reporter in radio uh for uh, about 13 years uh you know 14 if you count the other market I was in and, and then came back up here to Dallas and worked in Dallas and um and the business was kind of changing at that time and so I kind of had my escape plan and, and went back to grad school and Thought I was going to, you know, find something else, uh, and and had no idea what, and heard that uh, here at uh, the University of Texas Arlington, um, there was an opening uh, for what at the time it was a part time position, running the radio station, and and so I I threw my hat in, and come to find out it was a full time teaching and the radio station. Uh, and, uh, and that's how I got the gig. And, and it's interesting because, you know, in this business, you know, you're always networking without realizing you're networking. And so the tip I got was a guy who had worked at the city of Dallas. He was an old radio guy <laughs> and, and we'd work well together. Uh, and then his wife was an advisor, uh, here at UTA. Oh, so, wow. There you go.
0: It's not just who, you know, but it's also like how much work you want to put into it. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, in my radio production class uh, which I teach, you know, we tell the students, you know, 80% of jobs uh, in this business are found through networking and so it's not what you do, it's who you know and that's true over over many industries, right? But uh, at the same time, you know, if you get involved in college radio, you are building those skills while you're still in school, your production skills, learning how to operate a, a board uh, learning how to be on air. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can kind of decide, you know, what do you want to do with that? You want to be a DJ, a traditional music? You want news to get reporter, into sports? sports news reporter, sports News reporter. We always need help with news reporters. Absolutely. Lovely. We'll return after these messages.
0: And even the Muppets versus Sesame Street—that one was crazy. So, if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at WhoWouldWinShow.com. Do you know when exactly the radio portion of the college first went live, or is that kind of
1: not clear? Yeah, I got—I got kind of a rough idea. Um, You know, late 2000, early 2001, somewhere there. And we actually have Mm. a copy of this article uh, in our in our archives, our (laughs) archives are basically a binder of press clippings. That's, that's the archive. And it, the student newspaper here did a story on UTA radio, getting on the internet, and they were going to broadcast a softball game. And that was going to be their first broadcast. Oh, wow. And so that's kind of how it started on the, on the internet portion. You know, before that, there was kind of radio-ish things going on. I've, I've been trying to research this on my on my um, off time a little bit, but there's never been an AM-FM station associated with UTA, although there's rumors out there that there used to be like an AM station uh, somewhere in the 700s, and I've not been able to track that down. So uh-huh. I've, I've been going through like all the old yearbooks, looking <laughs> at stuff and... You know, and I found references to radio in the 60s, and it was under the Department of English, and then really nothing. And um, so my understanding was in the 80s and 90s, we there was a studio here, but they were doing kind of class projects. It wasn't going out anywhere live necessarily. And then as the internet became viable, uh, they were able to jump on board that and start actually broadcasting content. And after 2001, somewhere, 03, 04, somewhere before my time, uh, they got a system where they're able to go 24-7. Oh, nice. Uh, and, it's, and it's been like that uh, ever since. And I came in in 2009. Sweet. Yeah.
0: And uh, have you been really impressed with just kind of the turnout, just how many students just each year always want to be a part of the action?
1: Yeah, we had to build it up a little bit uh since oh. I got here. Cause when I got here, it was kind of adrift a little bit. And that's the sense I got. And there was uh a handful of students who were still trying to do something and kind of keep it going. I mean, literally like three or four students. And and so what we did was we made the radio production class kind of a feeder system into UTA radio to try to get some people interested and get some bodies in there to help out mm-hmm. with my grand vision of whatever that is and um and and since then it's been it's been building and we've been getting we've got a lot of interest uh, of students not just in our program but we get inquiries from uh, other majors uh, across the university uh it dipped uh, obviously during covid and yeah. just out of covid right and so the numbers Weren't what they used to be, but they're slowly starting to come back. But we have probably right now about twenty, twenty to twenty-five staff members who keep this thing going, uh, doing a variety of things uh, to keep us on air and and keep us uh, generating content. That's lovely. Uh, what do you think is a good checklist to have, not only just to see
0: who belongs in what department, but also to see if someone has the maturity and organization skills and just content creator kind of mentality for this kind of profession, whether in college or just at an actual broadcasting radio station?
1: Yeah, well, the it, this is kind of a term I kind of have a love-hate relationship with, which is called passion. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to think, I just kind of rolled my eyes whenever I used to hear it. And because and, that can also mean when you see passion in a job posting, that means we'll work for very few money. Or, yeah, it means not a lot of a money pay cut
0: versus you have
1: a passion for this, you know. <laughs> but really, the other part of that is people who just love radio and they love it doesn't matter if it's AM, FM streaming, they love being in the studio, they love doing something having to do with radio, and that's a real thing. And so the, you know, that's gotta be there one. Uh, having that interest in it. Uh, and then, you know, as our students kind of get in there, and this is true with our our television side as well, uh, you find out kind of what you're good at and maybe what you you thought you wanted to do something, but now you want to do this. And so our students come around and they realize, I don't want to be on air. I want to be behind <laughs> the scenes and, you know, I want to edit or I want to produce or or something like that, you know. Be a music director, and others say, "No, I I want to do a sports talk show. I want to I want to be play by play, and I want to get out there." And so, that's the great thing about this is they can try a bunch of different things and see what works, and then they discover they discover their passion for it. Lovely. And
0: uh, uh, were there any uh, participants who? You don't have to name anyone, but uh, just uh, from day one, you were like, "Oh, they—they they totally are speaking the language of like a producer, or they sound like a broadcaster."
1: <laughs> oh, sound like a broadcaster. Some students come through, and this has been true over the years. They come through like they're—they came out of a box, you know, that said <laughs> broadcaster somewhere. And I don't know how that happens, but you get some really savvy students who come in, and they've got a voice, and they've got a presence. And they sound really good and you identify it in that first radio production class. You're like that person right there. Doesn't mean you can't work with some of the other students, but, you know, some are just just kind of come in ahead naturally or organically somehow. And so and that happens that happens, uh, you know, fairly often. And then others have an aptitude for for listening and audio editing and they can and they get into the technical side of it, and they really like that kind of stuff, and they discover things that I don't even know uh, regarding our, our editing software. And so, um, yeah, you know, that that kind of stuff uh, does happen from time to time. Nice.
0: Um, uh, have you guys ever done, like, an honoring of the faculty, like, at the end of the year? Honoring of faculty? yeah like just kind of giving out like awards like hey great participation great oh. leadership skills
1: <laughs> yeah you know not for not for the students necessarily like that but one thing we do uh, and and i started when i got here was we do these class projects in the radio class and and we do these little projects based on what they might encounter at an am or fm radio station right So one of them, for instance, is a a PSA project, public service announcement. Oh, lovely. Uh, And we take those, and the really good ones uh, we will put into rotation uh, at UTA Radio as our commercials. You know, we're a non-commercial station, so we don't do commercials. We do PSAs. Mm. We'll put them on there to rotate around on the station, and then we'll send some of those up to national contests um Mm -hmm. college broadcasters inc is one college media association is another just to kind of see how we stack up with other universities who do the same thing and we've won a lot of awards over the years and and many times we're finalists for awards don't necessarily win the top prize but still uh you know we we try to showcase our student work uh, as much as we can lovely you guys ever
0: thought of doing sponsorships with other existing uh, radio franchises or
1: um, other media have uh, not really thought of that um, we we accept um support since we're non-commercial right support mm-hmm. uh, which means someone could come in and um, you know pay to sponsor a semester or support a semester or even a program and and we've been doing that and trying to kind of Bring in a little extra revenue, which goes back into the radio station, by the way. It's not going into my pocket or anything like that. Uh, uh, and we do that. Uh, other, you know, if there's other media entities that uh, perhaps uh, want to do something uh, with us, uh, we we would look at that absolutely. Um, you know we have a a law firm we're working with right now. Uh, there's a, a another podcast um, that used to run on Radio Free Europe uh, that's using our facilities. Uh, to record. Uh, and so those change over from time to time. But, um, you know, support kind of helps by t shirts and stickers and all those things we like to give away to students. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: And uh, are you really just kind of impressed, not only by the turnout, but by the different programs and
1: uh, coverage you guys have gotten a chance to do? Oh, yeah uh you know part of that is being uh a, a little bit ambitious uh for for what we are it's just a little old streaming radio station, college radio station but um you know when the super bowl came through here uh super mm. bowl 45 years and years ago we thought hey we need to find a way to be there and cover that right uh and we did we covered that um you know, um, uh, you know, political uh, rallies of someone of note who come through or close by. We try to get our students on our news side to to go cover that. Um for, for the first time uh this past spring, we got actual media credentials to cover South by Southwest. Uh, mm. so so that's nice, right? And yeah. we're hoping to obviously continue that. And so yeah, you know, some of the things that we're doing, we we shoot for the moon on that because you know, what, what is someone going to say? No. And that's the worst they can say, you know, at least you tried and, and you're trying to, you're doing that because one, you want to increase the visibility of the station, but you also want to do the experiential learning for the students. Cause this is really about them and learning how to cover things, to interview people, to do whatever. And so that is a big part of what we try to do. Absolutely.
0: Lovely. And, uh, at, and with uh, the various sports games, have you guys also kind of sent some field agents, so to speak, to kind of go out and
1: cover just events that happen at other campuses as well? Or uh, a- not other campuses unless it's uh, a UTA team, let's say like baseball, and they go and play uh, Dallas Baptist University. We would go there if they had room for us and we would call that game uh we have gone to tcu uh for baseball Mm -hmm. games uh, in the past uh have gone all the way down to austin uh to cover uh basketball oh wow Uh, uta would play texas and that and that's really you know kind of the passion and the want to of the student uh in that instance who came to me and said hey uh, we want to go to Austin. We want to cover this. And if they want to do it, I'm like, go for it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. They have all kinds of ideas that I probably haven't thought of, uh, like I said before. Um, but, um, you know, we do try to branch out from UTA sports. So right. uh, we just finished covering the Dallas Wings um, over the summer here as they made the playoffs, and that was great. I oh, love it. Uh, we do a couple of bowl games in the fall. Uh, Armed Forces Bowl, First Responders Bowl, and we actually get our video students to come in and do some stories for them. Mm. Uh, we we had covered the Rangers in the past. We weren't able to crack that nut this year, uh, but uh, you know, on our social media account, it'll say UTA Radio Sports covering UTA Athletics and a sporting event near you. You know, that's what we try to do is we try to to branch out and and get the kids more experience. Oh boy.
0: I saw that it was recently, uh, national college radio day, uh, uh,
1: world college radio, world college radio day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all these mini holidays I had no idea about. That's it's pretty neat.
1: Um, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I used to be on the, uh, the board, uh, for college radio day. Uh, and, and that's a fun little thing we've been doing with them for the last, I guess they're on their thir- 12th or 13th year doing that. And, Um, you know, that's a day when college stations kind of come together and and celebrate, you know, being weird and maybe a little subversive and you know, just all the things that college radio is that maybe AM and FM can't can't do and can't be as uh, experimental or kind of (laughs) zany. Absolutely. I mean, hey, we don't have to play three and a half minute songs, you know. We can play four, five, six, seven minute songs. We don't care. Uh, we can get away with that. And 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 that's a day that we celebrate um Uh, Every year, we're just getting the word out that, hey, you know, we're your college radio station. We're here. It helps us kick off a a concert series that we do every October called Rocktober, Mm. uh, which um, we did uh, just this um, uh, past Friday. Uh, And it's great. And it's just a it's a it's a reason to kind of come together with all of our staff members to kind of celebrate, to talk, to hang out because we don't get to hang out a lot because of class and internships and whatever else is going on. So it's a, it's a really, it's a really fun time. That's lovely.
0: Uh, Do you guys uh, interact still with various members of the theater department and have them participate in skits or disc jockey work? Or,
1: Uh, you know, uh, I say ish uh, only because occasionally we will get an art or film major that comes over and says, Hey, I want to be involved in radio. And, and the first thing I will tell anybody is you got to take the radio production class first, which is an elective. And it's open to all majors, but mm-hmm. it's the best way to train a bunch of people at one time. Cause it's kind of hard to train one person separately from others. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've got four classes I'm teaching, you know, in addition to doing uh station stuff. So it's kind of difficult. So I, Encourage them to do that. And so right now, as a matter of fact, we have a theater major uh, who's got a show on uh, 11 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thursdays, uh, which is called um, Figuring It Out With Faith. And Mm. she does a great job. Uh, You can tell she's an actor. She can talk and she can monologue, (laughs) uh, which which is great. So you know, any of them that want to come over and, and, and do uh, something like that. We had a student before who kind of did little bits, little comedy bits mm. show, and it was strange and weird, but, you know, that's okay. We can we can make that work and get away with it. So, so the answer is every once in a while. Yeah. Okay, sweet.
0: And um, has there ever been talk of like maybe doing cds or digital uploads of uh, the various comedy bits to where kind of like the other departments can kind of give someone basically a demo reel by the time they graduate The
1: well you know i i put that on the students really and uh we we do have a way for them to um copy what has gone out over the air and so i encourage them all the time to do that to grab it so they can make a demo reel or resume tape, whatever you want to call it. They can it.
0: copy it from the soundboard. That's nice. They can
1: make can. well, they, you know, we have a, a system where everything's recorded, right? Every 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. So they can go in and they can grab, they can look at the time and they can grab their show. I nice. uh, do that. And um, and and all all stations do something like that. And so we encourage them to do that, uh, especially those that are getting closer and closer to graduation, because they need something that they can show. Uh, a potential employer, you know, what they've done and it may be a little rough, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's college radio. It's not remastered yet, but it's a start. You know, you can, you can make it that way and you can mess with it, but um, you know, they may not be as smooth as, as they will be in the future, but, but that's okay. At least you're showing someone that you've done it and you have a little bit of experience. So that is absolutely something that we I won't say mandate, but we strongly encourage.
0: Right. Well, and with so many free editing tools that have been around forever, like Pro Tools and Audacity, it is kind of interesting how it kind of encourages people to kind of just value not only just time management, but uh, just their final cut, putting value in their work and in their brand. Uh, How do you feel like this uh, boosts their career advice
1: uh what doing the uh, odd the production uh,
0: appreciating stuff? the audio remastering
1: <laughs> oh my gosh well you know back in the day and i don't know how they uh, how they did this they did this with film too when you had to edit you had to physically cut the tape right or the film and you had to kind of tape it together and that was a real chore and, and I tell them to just kind of, you know, thank the gods, whoever those are that we have digital audio editing today, because <laughs> it's so much easier to, to build that tape and to yeah. you know, uh, listen back to yourself and, and give yourself some critique. And, you know, what we're telling them too, is, Hey, only your very best stuff can go on this, on this reel, right? You you can't do uh, something that you thought was funny. Uh, But was it, you know, you got to give yourself a critical ear. And so I think by putting that together, they're listening to themselves. They're being, they're self-critiquing themselves. And they're realizing that, you know, this has got to be my very best stuff. And something I did over here may not translate to a hiring manager. I've got to make sure that it's kind of on point here. Uh, And it's hard to listen back to yourself too, but you got to. Yeah. You got to do that because others are judging you, you know, by what you do. You know, I say uh, in my classes, this is a performance-based business, especially if you're on air, right? And Mm -hmm. so you have to get used to listening to yourself, but others listening to you and making judgments of you.
0: Well, Judgment is a good way to segue this. Any tips and tricks uh, you give out to anyone just, you know, concerned about their public image versus, you know, taking
1: criticism? constructive or not. You 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 have to have a thick skin, uh, in, in radio or television or anything kind of on air YouTube, you know, now, whatever you've got to have a thick skin, uh, because it's about, uh, your performance. It's about the content. You're never going to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you've got to just kind of let that roll off and keep doing your thing. Um, you know you need to listen to like a news director or a radio program director someone who could be your future boss and take their constructive criticism and try to make yourself better absolutely but you got to know too that they're not being mean and it's not personal they're giving you tips to make yourself better yep. and and I do that too in class and i and i don't say i'm harsh at it but You know, we give them the truth here about if something's not right, if the levels are off or whatnot, and tell them that it's got to be right. When you get out of here, it's got to be good and correct and all of that. And and I think sometimes they don't believe me, but when they get out, they realize, oh yeah, (laughs) Lance was right. What are some good ways to kind of get their attention and have this sometimes difficult down tech? advice makes sense we'll we'll play it back in class and and one of the things i have uh, at the very beginning of the semester in my production class is it's on my syllabus it says some or all of your projects will be played in class and i show that on the screen and i turn to them and i say all of them will be played in class you know and so that's the start of mm-hmm. everyone is going to hear me in what i've done and you can see it when we get to playing them that you know the students get kind of bunged up about it, or they try to hide themselves, or or something like that, right? So that's one. And and if I if I notice something, I, I will pick on someone and say, you know, look at this, and we'll see the sound wave, and you know, it's got this and this here. But you know, when you're criticizing someone, you you have to point out what the problems are, but you also have to give the solution to right. it you know, because it's it's not. It's like, hey, that's wrong, but here's why, and here's how we fix it. Instead and, you know, of making instead it come off as, you know, correction. this is crap, you know, it's terrible, right? You know, you can't do that, and you tell them, just, hey, just a few little tweaks here, and that's usually what it is. It's usually like, you know, three or four or five things that they could fix, little things that would make that piece a lot better, right? So, yeah. With the constructive criticism, there is also the, but here's how you can make it better, and you you have to do that because we're not here to crush anybody's dreams on that. But you know, I will call out someone's piece uh, in front of class and just say, hey, you know, this this needs to be better uh, here or there. Uh, I also teach a a a broadcast writing class, and so every Friday we write and we write news stories for radio. Hmm. And every Monday we come in and I call up two or three of the stories that had problems and, nice. and we'll show it. And I'll say, you know, that word's out of place. You need to lose that. That's a weird sentence. I don't know what you mean. Here's how you fix that though. Yeah. And then we turn to the class and say, does that sound better? Oh, you know, <laughs> they kind of look around yeah, that does sound better, you know? And so, I'm uh, saying uh, it out loud. Yeah, the and then once you say it out loud that. sometimes and they can see it, then they're like, oh, yeah, you know. I Isn't it funny known. how half the time the message is clear, it's just sounding unintentionally redundant or repetitive? Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes they get, fed of hearing me, just kind of drone on a little bit. And and what also helps, too, is, you know, we have the opportunity to bring in um, guest speakers to our classes. Oh, lovely. Uh, who have worked in the business or I used to work with, you know, in some capacity, I still have a lot of um, uh, colleagues and friends who are still uh, doing it uh, day after day. And and when they see that and hear it from someone else, you know, that turns the light bulb on sometimes. It's right? Yeah, you know, uh, radio professionals or someone in, in sports or, or someone like that, you know, that kind of opens their eyes to something. So we try to do that uh, as much as possible. You know, it can be difficult, like, you know, like right now, the Rangers are in such a deep run as we're recording this uh, in the playoffs. Yeah. We're trying to get the sideline reporter into my class, and I've got to wait. You know, because the you know that team may win the World Series, right? But she's going to be great. They'll keep them all day, and you're like, I was yeah. trying to get a five minutes, and it's taking five. Hours. I'm just, I, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just trying to get you in for a class to talk about writing or something like that. right? <laughs> no, so you you know, you do what you do, and and and, and work around uh, people's schedules. Yeah. Uh, but that's another way that you can kind of reinforce, uh, you know, what we're trying to put across here in terms of the content and producing it effectively.
0: Perfect. Who's been one of your favorite speakers to invite?
1: Mm. <laughs> Let's see. That that's a good one. Um, <laughs> oh, I hope it's we, a good one. I don't try that. <laughs> good, I mean, we, you know, last this last semester, every spring I teach a sports reporting class. Mm-hmm. And um, because you know, when I was reporting, you know, sports would kind of become news. And so and that's kind of my, that's my expertise in it, I guess. And so I got Shireen Williams, who uh used to write for the Dallas Morning News and now writes for uh is it uh the NFL NFL.com? Is it uh, it's an NBC property. And she lives in Arlington. And so I'm like, hey, come speak to my class. And she's like, great, you know, and she's Yeah, seen I think it.
0: you're right. MLB is, person, well, personally owned by Comcast. So yeah, no, there you yeah. go. All
1: and right. she's seen it and done it and been there and knows where all the bodies are buried. And she, she's just a wealth of information. But, you know, also too, you know, when you get someone like that who's done it for a long time, they kind of got this little hard edge about them, yeah, and, which is great because they'll be truthful about you know what the business is really like and some challenges you might face, and I love that because you know, these students need to kind of know that it's not all roses and butterflies, as mm-hmm. I sometimes say, right? They need to, you know, no surprises. I like you to can have do no a surprises. great
0: job and still have a boss who is not paying you what you're worth or not appreciating your value
1: yeah. that. You know, in radio, you know there are program directors out there that um you know they'll they'll come in uh, to a situation and they'll look at a person and say, "I don't like your voice." yeah, you know, and so when your contract's up, you're gone.' I'm gonna bring in someone else. you know that that
0: <sighs> stuff happens because it's like it wasn't your fault. It was just someone who didn't like it, you <laughs> know
1: exactly, exactly.
0: You can't change you. You can change how you do and what you do and no, that that's lovely. Uh, what's been the most rewarding, just from seeing people just get it finally, just realizing, hey, this isn't gatekeeping, but this is a very realistic retrospect that we're doing here today.
1: Oh, it's always nice when you see the light bulb kind of go on uh, <laughs> over over their heads when a concept is like, oh, but you know, it it you don't always see it when they're here when they graduate, yeah, and then they contact you um, and they'll say, oh my gosh. You were so right in this, and it doesn't mean I have to be right or anything, but right. this is how we're doing it. <laughs> and you know, they want this thing turned the same day, and blah blah blah. I'm like, right, you know, and and <laughs> and that's always satisfying. But it's really more satisfying because they're in it. They they it got a it. job so. in that situation. They got a job in the industry, and they're in it. And so that's the that's the greatest thing about it.
0: Uh, it's that is wonderful. Do you really feel like this is always going to be a class collective that really keeps growing?
1: I hope so. Um, you know, I think it, the way it is right now, the 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 two sections of radio production I take, there's still uh there's still a demand for it. So that's good. Mm. Radio, and I tell my students this, AMFM isn't isn't dying. If anything, it's adapting to new technologies, right? Yeah. And so that means there are still jobs to be had uh, in this industry in some form or fashion. We don't know where it's going, but I can pull up all the research and, and tell them that you know radio is still the number one mass reach medium in the country. It by far over streaming or online radio or whatever. It it really is. You still see
0: people who will just flat out state, "Hey, I get everything. If it's not on the radio, I don't get my
1: news." <laughs> like interesting. Uh, there's that, and you're kind of a capture you're kind of a uh you know uh, a captured audience there in your car going to school or to work. so you know that's still a that's still a kind of a, a big thing. So I think here still in demand, uh, uh, we have a heavy sports presence uh through hmm. UTA radio, so we see a lot of that coming around. uh We also do a twice weekly newscast here. Uh, which is something I brought in when I started here, uh, just for the students who are interested in news. And it's not always a lot, but it's a few, so they have an outlet. So news is always going to be a thing, radio or TV. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, if we could, uh, we could do an advanced radio production. I think we could do that and find uh, other projects that delve a little deeper into the production process. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what the demand for that would be, you know, that gets into a whole other thing right now, but I think you could, you could grow that. And then, you know, for UTA radio, I mean, there are still other things uh, that, that we can do, you know, just this past summer, we, we got our own app. Um, finally, we were, we were on a platform that I saw, I couldn't believe it. Uh, yeah. It was a platform for other college stations, right. Other college could be on this one app well, that company could separate us out into our own app. And we're like, thank you. We'll take that. <laughs> it's only been 20 years now. You know, and, and but we finally got it done, right? And <laughs> and and there are other things, you know, there are industry awards that, you know, we would like to win and be recognized for big national awards and stuff like that. And so we're striving to kind of- uh, Best do college this
0: radio of the year.
1: <laughs> day by day, right? You know, things <laughs> like that. And so, yeah, there there's plenty of room. There's room for growth. There's still demand in the production classes. Um, And um, I'm just here to enjoy the ride, really. That's lovely. Uh,
0: And (laughs) you you did mention a good point there on uh, uh, getting everyone enthusiastic and organized and telling the news. Uh, Have you uh, had to sometimes have a few reminders with everyone saying, hey, you know, regardless of what corporation you're wor- working for in the future, you know, it shouldn't be about your agenda. It should be about telling a narrative.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that comes right from the the broadcast writing class, which is a requ- uh, required class for our broadcast majors, right? You have to take mm-hmm. that class. And so that's where you reinforce that, hey, you know, you may have an opinion about um, some hot button issues like um, like gun control, right? immigration, uh, politics, you know, you're the reporter, you're right down the middle. You have no dog in this fight. You've got to report both sides of a story. We hit them with that early on. And then as they move on and they get into UTA radio and do that, you know, we're still on them for that. Um, you know, our reporters, uh, they will do stories, and they'll send them to me and, and our student news director, and I'll listen to them before they go on air, just to make sure you know kind of everything's above board here, and remind them, hey, you need to have that name. Where did you get that information? Right. The, the audience needs to know that name, right? <laughs> if you don't cite it, it's right. Just yeah. as bad you know, as pulling it out of a hat, right? Because you know we get, and there's been too much in the last few years, especially of people attacking journalism, you know, as fake news and, Mm -hmm. and you're evil and, and, and whatever. And so it's up to our students to kind of fight that narrative and prove that, no, you know, we do real news. Uh, it's a, it's a source of information that you need. And, and the methods that we do to bring that to you are journalistic standards, uh, are above board and and we've been doing since since forever since Walter Cronkite all right oh, nice uh, and, I mean, and
0: isn't it said that some people don't know some of these famous reporters is like no and
1: look them well, up you know it it has been a while right but you know i, I see on social media people site you know it you know wasn't like that when Walter Cronkite was doing news or something like that and <laughs> maybe not but there are plenty of people in local television news and radio news that are doing it every day. Yeah. And we're trying to teach our, our students uh, the, the same way to do that. Just because right? the, the producer's not correct. The yeah. Right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's a tough one. Uh, You kind of see it, I guess, with people's famous singers and sports stars, and they go, "I want to be like him" because they got a bad boy attitude. And it's like, well, there's already a leash on that so-called bad boy attitude. They're they're only going to get them that far.
1: Yeah, you know, well, you see a lot of that. It's it's the social media aspect of that, right? Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, TikTok, things like that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And and there's a place for that. Uh, in, in radio and in journalism, uh, where you can kind of reach that audience with your storytelling. And I I think our students today, they're very savvy with those online platforms, right? And so it's it's up to them to figure out, uh, to tell, tell the story and tell it correctly, right? You know, no Mm -hmm. bias, but still make it engaging for that type of audience. And uh, I think that's kind of where that that part is going, you're still going to have your traditional newscast. uh, But you've got this other beast that you got to feed every day. And and our students today are in the perfect time and line to kind of make that happen. Lovely.
0: And so, so much beyond resourcefulness, uh, uh, so much just positivity for this future. is there anything you'd like to promote or just highlight
1: that's an ongoing uh, announcement? Uh, well, uh, you know, there's the app, which you can download for free, yep. uh, iOS or or Android. Um, you'll have to sign in uh, and, uh, and and listen to us. And the great thing about this app is it's got this little chat function where you can chat with our our student DJs, our advanced DJs, who are generally on in the evenings. Uh, and night because they can do it by themselves. They don't need me to come rescue them, rescue them. Uh, so we'd appreciate if, you know, if you tuned into that, that'd be great. Um, we're about to embark on, um, on basketball coverage here for UTA radio sports, men's and women's, you know, that starts in November and mm. we'd love you to, uh, uh, get on our socials, you know, at UTA radio or at UTA radio sports on what used to be Twitter X, Instagram, yeah. uh, as well as Facebook, because um, our our students are going to be really busy. Uh, and with those
0: October is still a thing.
1: Rocktober, we just did that
0: Your concert uh, series in conjunction
1: yeah. with uh, College Radio Day. We have one more coming up this year on the twenty seventh. Mm. Uh, that we'll be doing, and and Rocktober, of course, is our annual you know fall concert uh, festival. Not really a festival, but a concert series that we do, and that's fun. We're trying to get more into, you know, now that COVID is not as big as a thing, is bring in uh, artists into the studio. Because we used to do a fair amount of that before COVID. Uh, And we're trying to bring in more artists to kind of interview and play for us in studio. And so on the 20th, October 20th, we're going to have the Cutthroat Finches in uh, Friday, uh, between 4 and 6 p.m., Friday. Friday 4, six p.m. October twentieth, Central Time, uh, and um, and we we put them kind of in the corner. Uh, we call it Tiny Studio, <laughs> which is kind of a takeoff Tiny Desk, you know, from from NPR, uh, nice. and that's fun. We want to do more of that, uh, and then we're getting into the fall, or you know, ending you know college football coverage, and then getting ready for spring. In the spring, we do a thing uh, called vinyl and that's in conjunction with College Radio Day, where oh, we play nothing but vinyl uh, on a Saturday <laughs> in April. Man. And that's fun, right? Because vinyl's <laughs> making this, this big comeback. And so we try to get our staff, we try to get some alums, uh, faculty uh, involved with that. And we try to make it a 24-hour thing. We're playing nothing but vinyl. And uh, I think last year was our best one. Yeah, because we had a lot of interest Uh, and you find students today are really into vinyl more than you think, and they have their own at home and they're uh, willing to lug it up here uh, to play. So that's always a fun thing that we look forward to. Lovely.
0: Uh, Thank you ever so much for just uh, allowing me to pick your brain, but also just kind of just showcasing your students and uh, the lovely staff you got on display here and I wish nothing but the best, you know. I, I hope everyone keeps getting their feet wet and just realizing, hey, you know, use your tools and resources that you have right at the tips of your fingers.
1: Well, I appreciate that. You're helping with that, you know. We got this. I hope old, so. <laughs> yeah. We got this old <laughs> promo that we'll put in rotation every so often, uh, from like about the time I started here, and and it's called uh, "We Exist," and we <laughs> have this student going around going. Hey, uh, have you heard of UTA radio? And people are like, we have a radio station. <laughs> and those were true responses, but it was funny in a way, right? You know, Hey, yeah, we exist. That's what it says. So, you know, things like this, you know, you're kind of helping that narrative to put this out to Arlington and DFW and, and UTA.
0: Yeah. Just- well,
1: that yeah, we're here and, and we're, we're trying to do some cool stuff.
0: So, thanks. Interviews mean a lot, really. I mean, I see so many people who only want to talk to famous people. It's like, well, that person might be famous later, or they might just encourage other creatives, you know, at home. It doesn't, fame should not be the only factor that you put into determining someone's talent, you know?
1: (laughs) Right. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Anytime.